I'm Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down, talking to the people around us between the miles. Matt, uh, we've really uh, needed to slow down because uh, our lives have just been so busy lately, uh, and uh, for any of our hardcore listeners out there, um, we're wondering what happened to the show last week, or if there was something wrong with Apple uh, feed or the Spotify feed. Nothing was wrong with the feed this time. Uh, it was simply Matt and I just decided that, hey, we were going to hit pause and uh, focus on some uh, personal things in our lives and uh, jump back on. But if you were worried, we are we are in this for the long haul, right, Matt? Matt, like like any kind of marathon or long distance, there's those miles where you know you just uh, hit a wall and then others that you trug through. But um, we are in this for the long haul, and so uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add about that. No, it was it was nice to um, to take that pause, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, I, I think outside of just taking a pause, it actually gave us a chance to talk about, you know, the direction that, you know, we continue to see this going and, and, you know, we've jumped around, right. We've had some incredible guests, uh, you and I have had some incredible conversations and, you know, I, I think one of the most beautiful things about doing a show like this is, uh, is the opportunity to kind of write the history as you go. Mm. Um, you know, funny enough, I, I don't know about you, but I, I follow uh, this podcast uh, pretty, pretty famous, especially in the, the, you know, plant-based athlete world, uh, the, the rich roll podcast. Mm. And uh, it's funny. Cause I was on YouTube the other day and I was like scrolling through things. And one of his early videos came up. And it was so unique to see him when he was first getting started out because he was like so rough around the edges and, you know, like it was, it was rough video footage, but you could tell like he wanted to get a message out that he was passionate about and no matter where he started, right. He had that vision and you look at him now and it's like, he's got hundreds of thousands of like subscribers and followers and likes and, you know, not that we ever, you know, anticipate that that is or is not where we're going to go with this. It, it just allowed me to, to take a step back and appreciate where, where we've gotten to in, in uh, you know, at this at this point. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, it is one of those things where, you know, the, these things take time and it's long commitment and um, and everything. And so, again, we just wanted to share that with people who uh, were listening uh, and uh, faithful listeners, because um, I know that whenever a show that I enjoy misses, you're like, oh my gosh, did it end? Like what happened? Things like that. And so, um, so that's just your little uh, public service announcement for everyone who's listening. But, uh, you know, Matt, uh, uh, we've got like an interesting topic today because, uh, you know, talking about podcasts and, and keeping in touch with things, you know, and uh, I think how you mentioned it with like, there's so much going on in the world right now. Right. And there's so many things happening and, believe the way that you phrased it was how do we process all that how do we like you know take everything that we're hearing and learning that's either going on in the world you know universally or even locally and um you know um, move through that uh and remain sane i guess uh for a lack of phrase i I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit more on that yeah i just look at it as how you know how do we can you know control our mind space right and For me, things are going to get in, right? Like we're going to, you know, we're going to have what's going on in Afghanistan and and how that affects, you know, our country and our diplomatic relations, but also how it affects so many families, right? Both uh, domestically and abroad. We've got what's going on, you know, in in Louisiana right now with with how the hurricanes, uh, you know, affected, um, you know, thousands of people. and not just that, right? Like we're sending kids back to school and the Delta variant, right? And vaccinations versus not vaccinations and so on and so forth. Mm. So how, like, how do you, as humans, how do we sit here and, 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 you know, take the reins of what, not just what we allow in, but what we allow to kind of, you know, consume space, um, you know, on our day-to-day lives. I got this perfect solution right here. So you take a, a jar of peanut butter 
you know, like a glass jar of peanut butter that's got a little bit at the bottom, you know, and you can't scoop, scrape it out, put it in the microwave for like a couple of seconds and then just put some ice cream in there and mix mm. it together. Solves all the world's problems right there, you know, just, uh, and then you, you binge watch your favorite, like, you know, non-thinking show on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. So that, that's the answer to today's question. Don't you kind of just wish it were that easy, Chris? What are you talking about, Matt? Stop messing with my mind space. No, like, <laughs> no you're, you're right. I like, <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Um, you know, it, it, it is, it is tough. I, well, and it's, it's funny because I know I've got to answer that question for myself when I am getting angsty or irritated or, you know, just um, when I'm kind of difficult to, to be around, it's almost like, remember those uh, snicker commercials where, you know, it was like Joe Pesci at a party or something like that. And everyone's like, Hey, Carl, you, you know, are you hungry? And Joe Pesci is like, what are you talking about? And they give him the Snickers bar and then he turns back into Carl or something like that. You yeah. know, it's like, it's almost kind of like, um, you know, so many times we need to recognize um, when things are influencing us and changing our behavior. And so, so I, I try to do that as well, but um you know, I guess like there's different ways to tackle this, right? So uh, let's just, let's start with some of the big things that like you mentioned, Afghanistan, you know, Delta variants, uh, the hurricane and everything like that. Um, when it feels like the world around you is just spinning out of control, um, like what do you, how do you tend to react? Like what, what is your typical go-to or, and maybe not a solution, but your typical reaction, I should say. Well, it's interesting because I, I... Felt like I learned a lot about myself last summer. Mm, okay. So I, I was the type of person, I can be the type of person that instead of ready, aim, fire, mm -hmm. right? I'm just like ready, fire, and I just completely skip over aim. And here's what I mean by that, right? And I, I've probably used that analogy on here before, but everything going on with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and all those types of things last year, I mean, that hit hard, you know, and, and it very indirectly hit hard. I never known what it's like to walk a mile in someone's shoes, but I can tell you that there's enough people in my life that I've crossed paths with that like, it just felt like you had to spring to action. And yet we were like two months into COVID, right? Like who knows like where I was at that point mentally. Uh, and, and I realized afterwards that I wish I didn't skip over aim. I wish I had learned more about each thing. I, I wish I didn't jump in and share a post that someone else shared without knowing context and all these other things. It was like, I, I wanted to be this social warrior. And in reality, I was very misguided. And I don't know that I had much impact. So I think I'll start there, right? Because that was a big learning experience for me to, to, to reflect on is that when something that big happens and you have that big of reaction, you've got to take a deep breath. You've got to assess, like, it's not just where do you stand on it, but how do you get educated around it? You know? It's, it's interesting that you say that because, and I guess this is a good question for all of our listeners, like in that situation of ready, aim, fire, right? Like when something happens, how do you react? I would say I'm in the ready aim, but hesitate on the firing part quite a bit um, for more of the fact of like, I don't want to be, I don't want to come off ignorant or uneducated. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, um, you know, or, you know, sometimes it's just even like, um, I just, to be, um, cynical in a way uh don't know if anyone's even going to listen you know mm -hmm. it's like you fire a shot is anyone really going to care um 
And it, it, it is like, when, and, and I don't think either behavior, especially in extreme is healthy. You know, you gotta, mm-hmm. um, you gotta put that together. Um, but yeah, if we we're looking like at last summer, I mean, it's funny like last summer when the pandemic happened, I, I went into, <laughs> I went into fire mode right away and just was like, you know what, like, we're going to fix this. We're going to work through that. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the type of guy where when there's a problem, I'm like, all right, let's, let's fix it and everything. But when it comes to something a little bit more, well, I don't know if you can say more emotional because they're all emotional on different levels um, or different areas, but with the, with the political stuff or um, not, not political, but things that could be um, uh, polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's when I tend to kind of hold the, the fire part, you know, um, and really kind of sit and discern and think, okay, how do I feel about this? What do I really think about this? Is this true? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are arguments on both sides, you know, in, in that regards? And, and if I do share that, um, I share that in small, small circles of friends. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm the last person to kind of go on social media, you know, and share that or, mm-hmm. um, you know, record a video. Although, you know, on my blog, uh, Marathon Youth Ministry, there were a couple, I, I definitely spoke out about the George Floyd thing and, you know, a few things here or there, it wasn't enough. Um, uh, but like, um, yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. So, so what we're talking about here is like when there's something to speak about, you know, whether it's the Black Lives Matter or, you know, even like things with masks and vaccinations or, you know, what should go on in Afghanistan or, you know, uh, you name it. Um, yeah, like I think it would be, I, I'd be hard pressed to find anything that I put out there publicly you know, just, and, and I don't know why I just sometimes don't think that's my platform, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's, you know, to, to in trans in full transparency, I don't know whose platform that is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I tend, I tend to think that if I could rally behind the people and the causes after I learned and I got educated and I did the things that I needed to do. It, it's almost like, why am I not breaking it down? Like everything else in life. Right. So what I mean by that is every key decision I've made over like the last two to three years, mm-hmm. I've broken it down into small steps and, and like allowed myself to gradually, right. Like work my way into, into the level of change or impact or whatever. Right. Like I didn't wake up one day, lace my shoes up and run a marathon. I had to start walking 10,000 steps, you know, and then it was a 5k. Then it was a 10, right. Like, so there's that. Uh, when I made the decision to change crew pass this year, like that was months and months and months behind the scenes of writing, thinking, talking to loved ones, and like not rushing to judgment. But then once I was ready, being very intentional with my actions. And the direction that I, that I knew I wanted to go in. Right. Yeah. And so, so like, I, I, I kind of find myself at, you know, asking myself like right now, can a place like New Orleans wait for someone like me to break it down into small steps, or do I need to figure out what ways I can help from the sidelines or do I just need to check in with people I love? You, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, the difference between the two is one you sparked it the other uh you're reacting to it like you know you have no control over you know the weather pattern um you have no control like uh you have little control over you know things like these global affairs or um i mean you can only do what you can do in regards to uh racism, you know, in this country, um, and around the world and everything like that, 
or with like the job and uh, running and everything like that, you have that control. And so you can dive into that as much as you want. And so it really is the question of like when, you know, the world is spinning out of control and just to use like New Orleans, I guess, as an example, right? With, um, or any place that um, faces some kind of natural disaster. I mean, there's the quick, quick reaction of like, okay, how do we bring, you know, relief? How do we address the problems of now, which, you know, people are, you know, homeless, dying, you know, things like that. Like, do I send money to Red Cross or like whatever, you know, to, to help that? And then it's remembering at the end of the aftermath of that, like, okay, like what are some of the structures or systems that were set up to, to create that, right? Like what are some of the things that make that happen? And so, um, but I, I think it's also not jumping into fixing mode as much as it is also giving ourselves permission to mourn, you know, to process, to think about these different things. Like we don't always have to be jumping into action um, over these different areas, especially like, you know, if a natural disaster, if something is coming our way, like a way to react is not to react at all, but just to take it in and process it in that way. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, when you slow down for a second and you think about it, it's like, this is terrible, right? It stinks. But at the same time, right? Like there's wildfires going on out West with like, right? Like hundreds of miles of smoke throughout the Pacific Northwest. There's, you know, hurricanes that happen in Florida all the time, right? And, and all these different places. And the reality is, is to your point, we can't go into fixed mode, right? So I, I think, you know, as, as, as I've been processing this, I think one of the biggest things is it's okay to allow that into my mind space, but I can't, I can't really get consumed by it. If there are ways that I can help, they will, they will uh, uh, manifest right as opportunities. Um, and then it's, as you put it, right? Like we got to probably listen and learn and, and do all of these things to find what lanes are ours, right? So I, I wrote down as, as we were talking, we just need to find our lanes. We can't drive in every lane. We've got to find the specific ones and be okay making a difference in that way, right? So, because if we focus, yeah, so good. What, what were we No, gonna I was going to say, so t tell me more about, about that, what you mean by staying in our lanes, like expand a little bit on that. Yeah, so I it literally wrote it down, and and so this is this is a thought that was coming to me as as you were talking. It's like how many people are are you know I guess what you would call jack of all trades, right? But have they really like mastered or put enough energy into any one of those things that? is going to make them a, you know, so sought after, right. Or someone that, uh, you know, people look to. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is more often than not, the jack of all trades is probably not going to be great at anything. Right. So, and I don't want to go too far off the path here for a second, but what I mean by staying in your lane is like, where, where are you going to put your focus? So, you know, my first lane is you're being a good father and a good husband, right? Those things need to control my mind space, right? The, that's a key lane for me is my key relationships with my daughter, with my wife, with my family, whoever it might be. I've got to stay in that lane. Mm. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, you know, because like, I agree that you can't let it consume you. But I think uh, another thing is, and this is, I think, a hard thing, uh, at least I know I have to remind myself of this, is that the fact that the world we live in is broken, 
you know, it, it's, it's broken. And, you know, until, um, and this might sound like sad and depressing, so I apologize to people, but it, it, it's, it's, it's broken in its need of saving. And, um, you know, I think like, um, I think when we admit, admit and embrace the fact that it's broken, we can um, stop ignoring some of the things that are going around, right? So I think in a way we kind of have to let it consume us and let it break our hearts because I think when our hearts are broken um, or when there's a burden inside of our hearts, you know, and, and with me and my faith, it's telling me that God's telling me to enter into that world, right? To either empathize or uh, almost be like a missionary into that world and say like, okay, like, what, what are you asking me to do about that? Um, and, but at the same time, recognizing that I'm not the savior that's going to fix all that, right? But that I'm, I, I need to be a part of that. So, you know, even going back to like last year with, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and George Floyd and everything like that. I mean, it was hard because I knew that there was nothing I could really do to fix the whole systemic problem, um, you know, uh, of racism, you know, in this country or in this world. But uh, there was a part of it, of it where I'm like, you know, I got to sit in this and just be miserable, you know, and like, uh, not because like, I'm directly impacted by this, but like you mentioned that, right, like that there, there's so many people we know, and, and just we have to sit sit with people through some of these hard times i mean even like in the aftermath of, of of natural disasters or you know even bring it locally like say a buddy of yours gets fired or you know um a friend of yours loses someone that they love and everything like that it's it's willing to just sit with them and just say like okay you know this stinks this this is hard um but you're not alone in that and and moving forward and so you know for me um, I get like, you want to focus on like what's most important and do well, but sometimes I think in a way, um, in these situations, we're called to kind of go beyond ourselves and think, okay, like, uh, what role this has my attention, this has my heart. So what role am I supposed to play in that? I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and I, like, I really, I, I, I appreciate that viewpoint. Uh, and, and, you know, in perspective and, and the funny thing is, is right. Like neither of us is wrong. It's how we compartmentalize exactly what we're talking about. And, and, and I think one thing that we can agree on, or at least one thing I think I hear that we're agreeing on is like a lot of times, right? Like we, we're not going to fix it. But we can sit with it and we can listen and we can figure out like where we even stand, you know, like it's just, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if you, if you feel the heaviness of this, but I, I yeah, honestly, honestly like it, it's funny. Um, I, I don't necessarily, mm. yeah. I, I, I don't. And we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record where I think, um, you know, for a while there were things that were hitting me and not to overuse the pandemic, but it is such a great example of this where, you know, I don't know about you, Matt, but when the pandemic first happened, I was on, you know, all the health websites, looking at the numbers, you know, tracking it as if I was like in the stock market, you know, and like, you know, when it went up, it went up. I felt one way when it went down went down I felt another way and everything like that and then you know you um you hit Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media and um all the wildfires George Floyd masks vaccinations all that kind of the presidential elections all that kind of stuff was happening and I just was not happy with how I felt mm -hmm. as this like tsunami of information was like entering into my life and um you know and and made started to make a conscious effort of really limiting like how I would consume information now I, again I'm not here to say like uh, you know look at me I don't do any kind of social media I do I do you know <laughs> I, 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 I I'm still on Twitter um, and I, I still have accounts with all the social media things partly because I think 
they're linked with other applications that I kind of need access to it and yeah. it's too lazy to change my password. But, you know, like, um, I like the only one that I really check once in a while is Twitter. Um, and then, you know, YouTube podcasts. Um, and that, and that's really it. Um, you know, I just felt like, uh, there were certain other social media platforms I would go on and just really feel like depressed about, you know, the world or my own life. Um, I felt conflicted about the, like you said, the messages, right? Like, what should I believe? Because all these algorithms that I follow were telling me to say this versus that. And, you know, just finding myself angry, you know, and and frustrated. And so I was just like, you know what, Um, I'm going to kind of do away with it. And, you know, this might not be the most practical way of finding information, but um, I think it's something that I, I, I picked up from Tim Ferriss, um, maybe in four hour work week or something like that. But I've, I've surrounded myself with a couple of people I know who have very different viewpoints in life. And I'll ask them, I was like, all right, hey, you know, before I go to a like, cocktail party, even though like I don't go to cocktail parties, but even before I go to a cocktail party, if there are three things I need to know that's going on in the world, what would those things be? And they'll say, oh, this, 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 and this, you know, and, and then um, I have other people who know to say like, hey, you might want to check Facebook or you might want to check Twitter because, you know, this is going or, or the news because this is what's happening um, and everything. And, and I feel like I've been pretty with it in regards to things that are happening in the world. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Matt, but like that's kind of the way that I've kind of slowed down that, like, again, that wave of information that could influence me one way or the other. Yeah, I I think that 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 this next thought has been on the tip of my tongue, and I'm I'm glad it it came to me. But um, I I realized that all of this right started from the like it it all started from somewhere on the inside. So I just had to flip the paradigm. And when I did that, I felt like I mentally, right, was able to become so much healthier. And, and what I mean by that is I am an extrovert and a lot of my energy growing up was just everything external, right? Like I'd let it all in, I'd process it and I'd, I'd move fast. Right. So all of that external stuff, though, affected me emotionally, positively or negatively. And I think it was. I think one of the the most beautiful things of the pandemic and, and, you know, we have a podcast, you know, talking about it now is. We got the chance to slow down and. Like if we're talking about controlling our mind space it was as simple as that switch of going from externally motivated or whatever it is to right. Working from the inside out. And so that's, that's where I think, you know, if people are struggling, like we are right. Cause we've been struggling through our thoughts today. And, and at the same time, I think it's because you and I have probably put a lot more energy into much different things than what is going on on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever it might be. And I don't know about you, but for me, that work started on the inside and uh, it allows me to control, or I'd just say stay in the driver's seat of, um, of how that portrays it externally. Well, so let's, let me ask you this question. Like, um, do you, what habits or do you have habits in your life where you kind of clean your mind, you know, for lack of a better term, like you clear out your mind so that you can, you know, consume the information that you get in the day, you know, from practical stuff, like, you know, what do I want for dinner to, you know, what's going on in the world? Like, or do you just kind of take things one day at a time and uh like what what's your processing method do you have one or uh yeah i think that's a good question um so i think first and foremost to go in inward i I had to start uh writing consistently and so i would say over the last four ish months 
I've gotten dedicated and I, and I, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier, I simplified it down. So I just committed to myself that I would journal for one minute a day. And if I couldn't hold to that commitment, then it obviously wasn't a priority. Mm. And I've journaled every day for the last, you know, four or five, six months. And some days it's a sentence. Yeah. Other days it's creative and a lot of days it's emotional. But I think that that's one habit that like a keystone habit that's made a tremendous difference in me working from the inside, uh, the inside out. No, that's good. That's good. And for me, it's a, it's a variety of things. Like I try to have a morning routine and an evening routine and um, mm-hmm. in the mo- um, morning and evening, definitely leave room for, for prayer. And uh, for me, it's a combination of something that's a little rote, like something that's already been like written out and, um, you know, uh, kind of um, meditative in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of it is like journaling, except just, you know, for me, um, I'm it's almost like I'm writing a letter to God every, every day. Um, mm-hmm. when I, when I do do this, just saying, well, it's funny to read back some, I, I don't know about this with your writing, but there's sometimes where I read back my journal entries and I'm like, what the heck was I, you know, thinking it comes <laughs> out like, you know, the stream of consciousness and in, in, in the most, like, I, I'm just glad I can't understand it because it was probably something so intense that, you know, if anyone ever picked up the book, they'd be like, what, I don't know what Chris was saying here. But uh, go, go ahead. Well, yeah, but but dude, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like, we're not talking about writing the next great novel. Mm-hmm. We're literally talking about clearing our headspace and, and whoever we're talking to, whether it's ourself, to God, or right, or, or whoever, whomever, whom, who. Anyway, I wasn't very good at that. This isn't an uh, uh, ELA um, podcast. <laughs> But, but I, you know, continue, but, but that's, that's, that's really, you know, I think where, where we were both driving towards with, with the writing, I don't think it has to always be this coherent, eloquent messaging. I think it's got to clear the clutter that lives in our head. No, definitely, definitely. And so like, for me, you know, one, it's, it's making sure that I'm communicating, right? So, um, you know, like you said, whoever you're writing to, like, but I, I feel like I need to communicate to a third person and, um, and, and I've got to put it down tangibly. And that's why for me, writing is so key in that regards. Um, and then another part of it is, 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 is running, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I love, I don't run with music on. I, I never really, I, I tried for a little bit. I tried listening to podcasts and everything, but I, I recognize that you know, even if it's like, uh, when I was doing marathon training last year, right. I, I was hitting those 20 mile runs with <laughs> 18 mile runs with no soundtrack. And, um, it was amazing. Cause I remember talking, I don't know if I was talking to you about this or maybe it was my therapist. Sorry to confuse you with my therapist, but like on <laughs> these like long runs hitting these moments of loneliness. Yeah. But like also enjoying that because how many times in my life, you know, before the pandemic had I ever really been alone, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then really just like kind of listening to like what my mind and my heart was saying and on these runs, just releasing that, right. Releasing that um, uh, to God and, and just like allowing it to, to, you know, be this like information dump and anytime, whether I'm, I'm coaching a client or working with teens with, youth ministry and i talk to them about habits i just say like write stuff down just get it out of your head and and like put it down and if you want to go back and read it because what you might write down at the time might not make sense but when you read it back even if it's a week later or a month later might be the answer to the question that you have right at that moment you know and 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 everything so I, i think that's definitely key and important there and then um you know the other part is again just asking myself, okay, what are the things, you know, on my phone, on TV, um, you know, people in my lives that are filling my head, filling my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And is it something that really benefits me? Or is it something that like, is just taking me down? Yeah, I, I keep like, a, you know, I've always got a notebook or notebooks. And anytime I hear of a good book, or a podcast, or 
someone mentioned something, TED Talk, right? I write it down and I make sure that I follow up on it. And then I usually send out a note of gratitude, even if it was something that I heard in passing. Um, you know, I let that person know I'm, I'm grateful that they, they shared that with me in, in my life. And, and, um, and so, yeah, like, right. They kind of talking about staying in your lanes, right. It's like, okay, well, what information are you going to ingest? And, and so I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut in because you know, what I'm hearing from you is right. Like you've got this prayer routine and a morning and an evening routine. You're getting your runs in and on those runs, like when you are running alone, it gives you a chance to clear your head, spend time with thoughts, right? Do that. Like what, what else is, has been, uh, well, and obviously the information that you take in, right? Like you've been really conscious about that. Like, what else have you uh, have you been leaning into as as you become a little bit more conscious of, of these routines and habits? Uh, I mean, I'm huge with accountability partners, whether it's a therapist, spiritual director, coach, mentor. Um, you know, people in addition to family and friends, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think you have to have like healthy relationships with your 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 significant other or like a friend or you know things like that. It's always great to have people familia you know in your life that you can do that with but um i also like the objective person who i'm either paying or um you know uh or or, well they're all paid but paid to be objective and just to listen right and to Mm -hmm. ask questions and and for me um like i I see a psychotherapist and and what i love about that is it's it's really just she's just asking questions you know she's not necessarily telling me what to think or do but she's just asking questions so that I can process these things and it's a safe place to do that. So I'm a huge um, advocate of that. Um, I also think like um, making sure you give yourself time off and time away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I know that's that's challenging, especially when you have kids, right? Like Matt, because on the weekends, you know, you, you wanna plan activities with them, you wanna do stuff with that and everything. But um, I think that people should have built in like, um, Sabbath time, you know, or uh, Shabbat or like just quiet time, right. Where they're just cutting off the rest of the world so that they can like rest. And then, you know, I, I really think that people need to discern between what vacation is versus what resting is, right. Like mm-hmm. going to Disney, that's a vacation. That's fun. Something fruitful. I, I don't, well, I'm not going to open up that can of worms on my face, <laughs> but like, you know, I think it's something that, you know, that's a vacation. That's a family thing. That's fun. But is that restful? No, it's not. Right. You know, um, so what are the things in your life that bring you joy that help you find not just bring you joy, but give you rest so that you can refuel and take on the rest of the world? It's it, it's like what we've talked about with running before, where there are times where you just want to push it right pedal to the metal. You're going out hard. But then, you know, you have these recovery runs. Um, there's times where you know, one of the things I appreciate about our running uh, relationship is there are times where I'm gassed and I'm like, hey, do you mind if we just walk for a minute? And, you know, we take that one minute walk and then we jump back into running. And I think that's the same thing with life, right? Is being able to take these intentional pauses. Yeah. So that um, we can refuel. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I'll tell you this. Right. I, I don't know that I'm going to be offering our listeners too much different, but, uh, you know, you had asked me the question and, and I certainly uh, feel inclined um, to answer. So there, there are some differences. Right. So the first thing is, is that I am down screens off in bed. Right. Pretty much the same time every night. Right. Like my head has to be on the pillow by 10 o'clock. And. I actually have found that whether it's meditations or an audio book that I know, like I've heard a million times, I actually welcome the noise that quiets the things ping ponging around in my head uh, and, and really sets, it kind of like sets the tone that like, it's time to sleep. And so, right. Like I found that that's, been one of the biggest changes I've made is just getting consistent with that and consistent with when I wake up. And so when I wake up, I make my bed. 
right? Super simple. And, um, and yet it starts a day with a win. And then I go out for the run. Um, and when I come back, I start to get ready for my day, but I always make time to journal, right? That one minute that I build in. And I got to tell you, Chris, having that routine, those off hours that are my hours, like, yes, I'm, I'm spending time with family and things like that, but those hours that are mine, it just sets the tone for me to be there for other people throughout the day and be like with them, like listening and bringing the energy that they may or may not need or whatever it might be. Cause I've already spent time with myself and, you know, gotten the proper rest and gotten my exercise in. And, and I think the last thing, and, and, you know, I, I, I peppered this throughout, but I think one of the, you know, most dramatic changes that I made, you know, during all this time, uh, and it actually started bef- like right before COVID um, was, I, you know, I changed to, you know, a vegetarian diet and man, that doesn't always make things easy, but it's gotten a lot easier. Like, you know, it's not 20 years ago trying to do this. Uh, there's, there's certainly a lot that, that, that have made it easy to go to barbecues as things have opened back up. But I think that's allowed, um, it's just allowed me to have a, a different level of energy and, um, and, and quite honestly, I, I think it's promoted overall, you know, really good health for myself, whether that's a placebo effect or not. Right. I think there's a lot of science, uh, you know, that, that, that backs it up and quite honestly, and this goes back to staying in the lane. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be the type of person that is going to go to the party and lecture people on why they should be eating a vegetarian based diet. Right. I, I'm going to do what I think is best for me. And that's going to put me in the space to be the best for the people uh, that I care most about. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and I appreciate that. And I I agree in the health standpoint, right? Like what you eat or how you take care of your body. And and this goes back to the running, right. Is going to affect your, your, your mind. And I think that's really important. And just to talk about, you know, again, the, the morning routine, I like the idea of, you're almost like imagining, you know, your body is a temple, right? And, you know, if you were inviting someone over to your house, you'd spend time cleaning your house before you're doing that. And whether it's a morning routine or a routine you do the night before, like look at that as cleaning house so that when you welcome people into your day, you know, you're ready for them, right? And that you're prepared for them. So I really love that analogy. The one thing that I would kind of challenge and push back, and maybe this is a conversation for another episode, is like the whole staying in your lane thing. Because like, you know, as much as like I will not give up bacon um, for the rest of my life, like mm-hmm. I would, I, I think I could do uh, um, do well if uh, the vegetarians in my life talked a little bit more about vegetarianism, you know, and everything like that. Because, you know, if I'm not, now the fact that you're faster than me on these runs, and if you're saying that the bacon is slowing me down, I know you're not saying the bacon slowing me down, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, I think that's where, um, going back to our original point of if you can find the right kind of headspace and mind space to really process and, and, and listen to the people around you and talk to the people around you and everything like that, I think that's when you discern when to stay in your lane and when to get out of it. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's, you know, kind of going back to, you know, uh, how we started out this episode, you know, all the things from COVID to Black Lives Matter to, um, you know, anything that's going on in the world, Afghanistan or whatnot. Um, I think everyone has the right to their opinion. And I think, you know, I think it's okay to challenge people on, on certain things. And especially if you believe that what you believe is, is, is going to help them, you know, with a certain extent, but, or, and I should say, it's important to, you know, be able to evaluate and read the room and judge that sort of situation and everything like that. And you're not going to do that if you're constantly going from the next thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And that's one of the reasons why I love our, um, tagline of you know we're slowing down talking to the people around us and i have to say like just that habit alone doing these you know 20 some odd episodes with you and whether it's you or another guest talking and slowing down um 
it's kind of uh, letting people get on, you know, you know, um, stand on their platforms or their soapboxes and talk a little bit. Um, it's definitely challenged me in a good way. And, and so, um, and I know this isn't what you're saying, but uh, you were saying, but like, I think we have to also be mindful not to stay in our lanes and just put our blinders on and, uh, and just, uh, you know, yeah. focus on me, you know? Well, well, Chris, and, and, and I think I, it sounds to me like we're, we're, uh, we're hitting the finish line here today. Um, you know, as, as we're wrapping up, you know, there, there, there's something I want to say that, and then there's something that I'll, I, I certainly wanted to applaud you for, cause I, I, I don't know that I touched upon it and I don't, I don't know if our listeners picked up on it, but the first thing is, is that the really unique thing is, is when you make a life shift, like I did, people are going to be curious and they're going to be inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who decided that during his uh, during Lent last year that he was going to go vegetarian. And I think what it helped him with was I don't see myself giving up the things that, uh, you know, over the long haul, but I do see myself wanting to, right, uh, maybe have them in more moderation. Mm. You know, I went to a barbecue and people were asking me questions and I'm not a, a source on this topic yet. So I think that's the other thing, right? Like I'm still learning, like I'm, I'm in like an infantile stage. So it, it brings me to the other point, which I thought you nailed. And, and I don't know if our listeners picked up on it, but, you know, as we continue to, to, to be intentional, right. To grow into who we're becoming, we're going to find new communities of people to learn from people that have paved the path before that are going to allow us to figure out those things that we really want to lean into. Mm. And who knows, right? Like five years from now, we could be talking on this show and I could be talking about activism around climate change or, you know, the, the meat industry or something completely unrelated, but it was learning what I've learned over the last year of what I allow into my mind space to then go and learn about, right. To activate, you know, is is this, is this something that I'm passionate enough about that I'm going to put, you know, my my inward energy, right. Externally. And so that, that's, that's kind of where I, I, I think I, you know, I, I'm happy leaving this conversation because we came into it and, and kind of like on our runs, right. Like we get, we get up there sometimes in mileage and, and I think we joke, right. There's like that range about seven or eight miles where we just can't talk anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Matt, Matt usually calls us out on that. And I, I'm like, dude, I'm just like tired. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it is one of those things where you can only say so much before you run out of something to say. And I, I, I think what I hear you saying is that um, you don't want to speak from ignorance, right. You want to speak from, you want to speak from wisdom and you want to speak from knowledge. And a lot of that comes from not just listening, but also understanding. So, you know, how are you slowing down? How are you listening to yourself, to those around you? How are you taking the time to empathize, understand, you know, that information, that person, that situation. And then it's okay. What do you do with that? Right. And, and how do how do you utilize that? Yeah. And I think if you intentionally use that to, you know, better yourself and better those around you, then that's good. Um, you know, uh, and, but if you're using it to spread lies and not truth and everything, then that's where it gets, uh, it gets ridiculous. And, and that's where I think what a lot of us get into trouble is we don't do those things of slowing down, listening, understanding, and then, you know, discerning. So, um, so yeah, so man, uh, so for our listeners, if you feel like this was like the most cerebral conversation you've ever had, um, I guess that's a good thing in a way. Um, if you felt like where in God's name did Chris and Matt like go in this conversation that, Hey, that's okay. You know, it's all about just slowing down and uh, you know, figuring the, these things out. So, so Matt, I feel like you've, you've said all that you've wanted to say, but any final thoughts or words before we wrap this up? Uh, I think that the most simplistic way I could put it is thanks for coming uh, on this run with us. You know, this was uh, this was a snapshot of, of where our minds can go at certain points, but uh, you know I think uh, I think we covered some things that a lot of people grapple with. So 
you know, if this wasn't for everyone today, but it was for someone, it's awesome, man. We made another connection. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so if you did enjoy this episode, uh, we definitely encourage you to share it and you can uh, share it through any of the places this podcast can be heard, uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, of course, we'd love it if you left a five-star review on any of those platforms. You can also share or visit our website, um, betweenthemiles.com, or shoot us an email if you have comments or thoughts or people that you think we should have on the show by shooting us an email at info at betweenthemiles.com. And of course, you can find us on social media. And, uh, and we, again, are so grateful that you've taken this time to join us on this run as we slow down talking to the people around us between the miles. 